This is the Food Factor Podcast, the show that talks about the connection between your health and what you eat or don't eat. I'm your host, Stephanie Mahachek, clinical nutritionist, health coach, science nerd, perma student, and mother of four. I love dogs, babies, and most of all, talking about all things health, wellness, and the weirdness of the human body. Thank you for being here. Welcome back to another episode of the Food Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Mahachek, and I want to celebrate with you for a quick minute. This is our 90th episode. 90! I try to bring an episode per week, but sometimes with holidays or with other commitments, I don't quite reach the weekly episodes, but I feel like 90 is pretty awesome. I'm the type of podcaster who doesn't just put a show out just to put a show out. I base these episodes off of questions I've been asked, maybe trends that I've been seeing in the industry, and most importantly, myths that I hear that need to be straightened out. And believe it or not, I don't actually like to just hear myself talk. I just, I I put these out to be a way for you to cut through the noise and have a reliable source of nutrition information so that you can make informed decisions about your health and the health of your family. And I thank you for tuning in and being a listener. And if you've already left a review or tapped the stars in iTunes, I appreciate you so very much. So after saying that, this episode was sparked because of some conversations I've had over the past few weeks or so with some friends and also some clients who all kind of brought up the same theme. I'm always looking for themes when it comes to my conversations. And if there's something that pops through as a theme, I make an episode about it because if A couple people are talking about it. Chances are it might be helpful for you as well. And the theme that we were all kind of talking about was nutrition confusion. It is that glorious time of year where you start seeing ads for ridiculous products, supplements, shakes, cleanses, machines, teas, and all sorts of other things for the purpose of ultimate health or weight loss. You can't avoid it. And some of them have really good marketing teams who are gifted at making you think that their product will actually work. Sometimes I even catch myself being like, oh, okay, oh, wait, 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 no, no, that's not right. It happens, I'm not immune to it either, it happens. So all of this nutrition confusion has created a couple of things that I've noticed. Number one, nutrition skepticism. I've seen this a lot, people have had They've, they've heard so much crap related to health products and nutrition that they now just don't believe anything. I actually had someone say to me once, prove to me that nutrition is important. I was like, ma'am, where do I even begin, right? Like, I just want to buy some stamps, but whatever. Like, <laughs> it's fine. All kidding aside, though, this lady's comment made me realize that she was so beaten down and exhausted from hearing it all hearing it all, trying it all. She was defensive around even healthy eating being something that would actually work. And I get it. This is my chosen career field and even I get exhausted about it at times. Another thing that nutrition confusion has created is a disconnection between our internal understanding of our body's own needs with our actions. Growing up, many of us were told when to eat, what to eat, how much to eat, even if we weren't hungry. We were told to finish what's on your plate. 
eat what's offered, even if you don't like it. And we were also rewarded with food. Does that sound familiar? I know that was a part of my upbringing. A big portion of clients that I work with are card-carrying members of the Clean Your Plate Club, and now it's affecting their health today. We were essentially taught to not listen to our bodies. We were taught to drink a glass of milk for each meal for healthy teeth and bones, despite the fact 90% of us, or more, are lactose intolerant. We were taught that fats are bad and carbs are bad, despite the fact these are essential nutrients that our muscles, joints, skin, brain, hormones all need in order to function properly. Our bodies are brilliant and can adapt to a lot of things, but adaptation doesn't mean optimal. To feel optimal, we need to listen to the needs of our body. We need to cut out the junk nutrition advice that's guided by mostly the diet industry. And we need to start making new actions that align with our health. What I'm referring to is your nutrition identity. I believe I've done some podcast episodes on this before. Um, You might have to go back to some earlier episodes for a nutrition identity episode. I don't remember exactly what it was called. I think it was around like episode 43, 44 or something like that. If that's of interest to you, go back and listen to that episode because it's a good one. It's really important, but I'm going to go over a few things here too. Your nutrition identity shapes your current actions. When someone decides they want to eat healthier, maybe they've recently had blood work that shows unhealthy values, maybe they've been diagnosed with a new condition, maybe they just want to lose weight. The immediate focus is on actions to take. How much exercise should I get? I need to cut out sugary foods. I need to only eat vegetables, whatever it may be. These are actions. Eventually, these actions may stall out. Something comes up to interfere with those actions. Maybe it's a vacation, maybe it's an illness, maybe it's a holiday, whatever it may be. Then that person gets frustrated or they feel like they don't have the motivation or the energy to start back up again. So they resort back to previous habits. I've talked about this before, foundational habits. Why do you think this is? It's because they only focus on the actions. But our actions are driven by our beliefs and our identity. When we identify and believe something, we take actions that line up with those beliefs and identity. For example, if you've ever known a vegan, you know that they encompass that label to the core. Shout out to my vegans, I love them. They tell everybody and their mother that they are vegan, as they should, right? They're proud of it. They are so passionate about being vegan that they will shout it from the rooftops. They chose to be vegan for probably a number of reasons, and that's cool. But from an identity level, they identify to the core, to the bone, as a vegan. Their beliefs around veganism are strong. Maybe it's for health reasons or religion or animal rights or whatever the belief is. Their identity around being a vegan formed the beliefs which essentially formed their actions of not eating animal products. If you offer them a steak, they will refuse. They take the action that aligns with their beliefs and identity. If they did have a bite of steak, chances are they wouldn't feel good about it because it doesn't line up with their beliefs or their identity. Another example is if someone were to offer me a cigarette, I would decline. I am not a smoker. I identify as a non-smoker. I believe that smoking is bad for my health 
and I take the action to not smoke. If I were to take a puff of a cigarette, I likely would feel bad, not to mention my mouth would feel fuzzy and all the the junk, I probably hack and cough, but I would likely feel bad because it doesn't line up with my beliefs and my identity. So if you've ever had it happen where you start taking action a certain, you know, on a certain way of eating, maybe you cut out junk food and it's going pretty well, but then you go on vacation and you eat at a fast food restaurant, you likely feel a certain way about it. Maybe you feel guilty. Maybe you feel disappointed. Maybe this causes you to resort back to your previous eating habits, right? We've all been there. Could it be possible that you didn't do the identity and belief work in the first place, you just took action. Is there a possibility that you're holding on to some labels or identities around nutrition and your actions are lining up with that? So here's an example. I love examples, right? I love story time. I love examples. I have a client who I'm working with who grew up being told to finish what's on his plate. It was considered rude if you didn't, especially if you didn't finish what's on your plate at grandma's house or fill in the blank relative, but for his, his grandma. His family gave him the label of a big eater because in his quest to appease his parents, he would finish everything on his plate. His parents would sometimes even serve him more because they thought he was so hungry. He wasn't. He was just trying to please them. He took on the identity and the label of a big eater and someone who was always hungry. Now, fast forward to now, being in his late 50s, early 60s, he's experiencing health issues due to his nutrition actions. He still identifies as a big eater. He believes he needs a lot of food to feel satisfied. In his current stage of life, though, he does not require the same amount of food as he did as a you know, teenager and a child. So we've had to do some work around his new food beliefs and identity. He's actually wanting to become vegetarian for personal reasons. So now it's a matter of aligning some of his actions to his new beliefs and his new identity. This is very important. If he were to just start eating more salads or not have steak or not have chicken anymore, chances are because he doesn't identify with that. He doesn't believe in that. He doesn't have any attachment to those actions. Those actions could easily be swayed and they could easily fall to the wayside when a barrier comes his way. Does that make sense? So look at yourself. With the year coming to an end at the time of the recording of this episode, it's December. With the year coming to an end, it's a great time to reflect back on this past year. What went well when it came to your health? What are you proud of? What are you progressing on? Where do you feel stuck? What actions have you taken in this past year and how did those go? Could there be a need to do some work on your nutrition beliefs and identity? Maybe instead of setting New Year's resolutions, which are usually actions, take some time to reflect back on your current phase of life, where you're at right now, what phase are you in? And, and by phase, I mean, I, I know I've, I've gone over this before, but in case you haven't caught any of those episodes, phase of life means, you know, we, we tend to eat differently as a, a child. We tend to have different patterns and needs as a teenager. 
We tend to have different patterns and needs uh, when we're first out on our own, maybe in our 20s. We tend to eat differently and have different patterns and needs when we uh, are, are, if you happen to be pregnant or in that uh, postpartum phase. Uh, maybe you are an athlete, maybe you are a former athlete, different phases of life like premenopause, menopause, postmenopause, um, and also men who are more in like that menopause phase where your f- energy and your hormones are shifting and different things are happening. Then we have the advanced years. So different phases of life require different methods of eating. You cannot expect to reach your current phase of life health goals by eating in a way that you did in a past phase of life, okay? So take a minute to reflect back on your current phase of life, your current health and nutrition identity and beliefs, and what your ideal self is. Does your ideal self, your, your ultimate picture of you at feeling your best at your peak how you look right now, how you feel right now, does your ideal self line up with your current identity and your current beliefs, and most importantly, your current actions? Is there a disconnect? And if so, where is that disconnect? I truly believe that most of the nutrition confusion out there comes from our own lack of alignment with our beliefs and our identity. A lot of it's BS too, to be quite frank. You know, a lot of those myths and stuff we see on social media and on the internet is just a bunch of crap. But for those studies that come out about certain diets or certain herbs or certain products, if you see those and you feel some skepticism or you feel some confusion about that, is that right for me? Is that going to be good for me? Could it be because that particular diet or product or whatever actually doesn't align with your personal beliefs and what your body needs? There could be a disconnect there. So if you are feeling confused around nutrition or around your health, or maybe you're feeling my favorite word stuck around choices to make, or you've read a bunch of articles on this and and you're not sure if that will happen, or maybe you've taken some action on certain ways of eating that just didn't pan out for you or you just felt like you weren't had you didn't have the willpower to to do it or whatever those are the moments to look at what part of those actions that you took didn't line up with your current phase of life or your current needs and is it possible that there's a better method for you based on your lifestyle your phase of life your beliefs around food and nutrition and fitness and health and all of that, is there something that does line up a lot better? Because when something lines up, it clicks, it's seamless, it, it flows. It's a lot easier to stay in alignment with those and take the actions that you do. And you feel so much better about it. Now, personally speaking, I honestly think that most people don't know this, but they seek balance. They seek balance. I don't think there's a person out there who's like, man, my goal is to be super restrictive. Well, there probably are some people out there. But most people, when you, you peel back all the layers of all their beliefs and all their confusion and all the myths and all the things that they're spewing at me and, and all the things that they think that they believe, when you peel back all those layers, what they're ultimately looking for is balance and acceptance around food and what they're having and, and their choices. They don't want to feel guilty around what they're having. They, they want to be assured that they're eating 
properly for what their body needs, especially if they have symptoms related to certain things or, or are diagnosed with a condition. They want that assurance that they are eating in a way that best supports their body. And when things align, it clicks, it, it's smooth, it's, it's easy. Doesn't mean that you don't still crave sugar, does, but it just feels a lot easier and it's more fluid when things align. So with all that being said, I hope you take the moments or a couple of moments to kind of reflect back on some of those questions. What phase of life are you in? How does your body feel right now? How do you feel right now? Do you think that how you're eating and the actions that you're taking align with your ideal version of yourself, your vision of yourself? What is your vision of yourself? I think we talked about that a couple episodes ago. Get a good, clear picture in your mind of you 2.0. What are you doing? Are you running around with kids or grandkids? Or are you, you know, having energy to wake up and run a 5k one morning? Or are you know, what are your goals? What is your vision for yourself? And what actions and what beliefs and what identity do you need to create for yourself so that all of that aligns and you get to reach your goals? Hopefully you see that at the end of the year when diets and products and all these things come out, hopefully you can start to see why maybe some of these things really don't work in the long run. It's because people aren't doing some of this type of ground laying work. You have to lay some of that foundational stuff so that everything clicks. And a lot of times people just select a diet that's most popular or that their sister's doing or that their friend is doing. And it's not actually meant for you. It's not created to make you successful because it's not for you. So that's where personalized nutrition and personalized coaching and personalized guidance comes in. All of your beliefs and identities and labels and things that you've picked up along the way throughout your whole life factor into your current actions. And until some of those get addressed, simply just changing the action doesn't get to the heart of it. So, all right. I hope this episode was helpful for you. If you have questions around what we've talked about, if you have questions around maybe some of your current actions, or if you have questions around some of the uh, beliefs or identities that maybe you're carrying with, that maybe you want some help working through or talking through, go ahead and set up a free 20-minute consultation. During the consultation, this is not a moment where we will bust through all these things for you. It's more of a way to see if my philosophies and my guidance around nutrition is the right fit for you. And if so, would working together be a good fit? So go ahead and schedule that free consultation. The link is in the show notes. It's also on my website at foodfactornutrition.com. But please, please, please take a moment to answer some of those questions. Answer some of those beliefs. What are your beliefs around food? What are your beliefs around nutrition? What are your beliefs around your capabilities around changing nutrition actions? What are your identities when it comes to food? Um, Side note too, a lot of people identify as sugar addicts, or they identify as junk food junkies, or they can't have coffee, or they can't live without coffee or whatever. Those are some identities. Those are some beliefs. And they are all changeable. All of them. You definitely can change them. 
So uh, again, do some of those, answer some of those questions, take a moment to really reflect for this past year on what you've achieved and where you are still progressing. And as always, reach out if you have any questions or if you'd like support. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Food Factor Podcast. It is my personal mission to help people make the best food choices that they can for their particular situation. So if you found this episode helpful, I would be so grateful if you would share it with a friend or a family member or somebody who needs to hear this information and also leave me a review. Those are the things that help get this podcast seen and heard by more people who could use the help as well. I really appreciate your support. Thank you so much for listening.